102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you respond. The phone numbers, use them, 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. You can follow me on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week. I'm at Jeff Ward Show. If you want to post comments on Twitter or X or whatever it's going to be called this week, do so. Just don't suck. Get straight to the point. Make the show better if you can. Also, subscribe to the podcast. We drop a podcast each afternoon. You get the Jeff Ward Show podcast wherever you download your podcasts. You can also check out the YouTube show as well. We post that every single afternoon. The Jeff Ward Show on YouTube is available even though I look like Shrek. Hate to rip on my industry because there's a, there's a lot of football in media and there's a lot of talking in media. I don't think it's so bad, but I think if you talk long enough and you talk specifically about quarterbacks all the time, all day, every day, you do end up a little over your skis. But that's the world we're in. There is something that is quickly gaining momentum. I'm going to rank these things, but you, and you can do the same. It's quickly ga- gaining momentum as the worst hot take of the year. And I hate to say a hot take, but it kind of fits. The starting point, of course, doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense. I mean, typically, you would not this time of year, not yet at least, there's probably a time in the next six weeks or so, not not even six weeks, probably two or three weeks, that you might advocate for a team, an NFL team, sitting their quarterback. And we can come up with scenarios that you think is a good idea to sit your quarterback, but it could come up. It really could. If you are in a good position and your playoff spot is set, there's a reasonable case, not a stupid hot take, a reasonable case that maybe it's a decent time to sit your quarterback. When you're playing (laughs) arguably the biggest regular season game of the year, I guess that's arguable. I'm not quite sure that it's even arguable. But you're playing in... As of now, the biggest regular season game, the most impactful and important regular season game of the year, a game that is going to produce, I think we can predict now, it'll be the highest rated regular season game, one of the three highest rated regular season games of the last five years, Dallas and Philadelphia. Okay, Dallas anyway, just because it's Dallas, and that's just the way media works. You want to watch them. But they matter. They matter a lot. It's, it's kind of a huge game. So advocating that one of the franchises sit their quarterbacks. You know, the two quarterbacks that are going to be playing on Sunday evening, you do know they're two of the top four in the running for the MVP. You typically don't sit an MVP. You don't say, how you feeling? Fine. Well, that's okay. I need you to rest today. You usually don't do that. So it's not the worst. I don't think it's the worst. I don't think it's the worst hot take that we've had so far in the last several months. I think the worst hot takes, if we're just going to do this thing, I think the worst hot takes of people in my field, myself included, I guess, having to talk way too much, I think the playoff, college football playoff committee 
saying their job is to only pick the best four teams and nothing else matters is pretty asinine and pretty ridiculous. Two, I think the rambling, nonsensical responses in many cases to Florida State getting left out of the college football playoff, I think those hot takes were pretty dumb. I do. And what was even dumber than that so far during the football season in terms of hot takes, what was really a dumb, asinine defense, the defense of Jim Harbaugh got to be pretty stupid. I think those hot takes or even worse than David Carr on the NFL Network, who is now getting torched because <laughs> he's uh, he's trying some kind of logic, man. Um, he's trying some kind of logic that the Eagles should sit and bench Jalen Hurts. I think the only way that they get there, to M. Rob's point, is Jalen is 100% and he is that dynamic weapon in the run game because that creates your offense on the outside and your one-on-ones. Clearly, Jalen isn't comfortable reading through a defense in a drop-back pass scenario. Some would say he's not even good at it. Hmm. And I think that when you look at this team, you have to have a serious conversation if you're Philly. And you have to really say, is it better for us to play Marcus Mariota right now and let Jalen get fully healthy? Because I would argue that it does not matter if you're the number one seed. Because if the 49ers come into Philly again, they do not care. They do not care. Raining in Philly doesn't matter. Irrelevant. You're the coach. You're Nick Sirianni. You go up to Jalen Hurts. First of all, he kind of looks like Eddie Munster. I don't know why I think that. I look at him and think that's Eddie Munster. He's like a good-looking version of Eddie Munster. What in the world are you talking about, sir? <laughs> Wait, what? Um, you wouldn't bench him. First of all, that screaming sound that you would hear would be coming from the network. It would say, you know what you're going to do right now, coach? You get that guy in the game. Get him in the game. All right, here's the thing. What he said about Jalen Hurts not being a drop-back passer in reading defenses was a dumb thing to say. That was a really dumb thing. I don't even know what he's not a dumb guy. He's not clueless that I know of. That's just not true. <laughs> that's that's kind of nonsensical. Um, the guy, at various times, but certainly when we last left him in the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts was out playing Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. You know, pass for pass downfield, all that stuff. He can throw downfield. Stop it. Stop it. You, you, you don't become one of the best three teams in the NFL and in the front runner for the MVP without being able to throw. Stop. Um, he uses what's around him. Jalen Hurts uses what's around him incredibly well. He really does. He is polished. He's, he, I, I don't know what else to say about the guy. Um, it's amazing what one loss will do to your uh, status, huh? So the issue of him being healthy, though, is another discussion. And that, I don't know. I think Eddie Munster probably should have stayed there, focus on that maybe a little bit. Um, I don't think anybody ever, ever in the right mind says, I think Marcus Mariota should play instead of Jalen Hurts. No one's ever said that. Marcus Mariota wouldn't say that. His family wouldn't say that. No one says that. Now, Dallas Cowboys fans are going right on, man. Forget that Jalen Hurts guy. Um, now, about him being healthy, I do I do think, hear me out so I don't run the risk of uh, entering into the contest of stupid hot takes, but I do, think, I do think an argument, there is a discussion that can be had about his health and how much of a risk 
any franchise, certainly sitting where Philadelphia is right now, whether or not you would run the risk of hurting your quarterback. I, I do think there's something to that. Now, that, that thoughtful discussion comes down to this. I, I don't think we know Jalen Hurts' health situation. He plays every week. He seems to be okay. He seems to be banged up a little bit. But So there's degrees of this. It comes down to this, though. How important the game in Dallas this Sunday is to Philadelphia and, and don't, autom- don't automatically say it means everything. Don't do that, because that's not entirely true. How important is the game in Dallas to Dallas? That is vital. It's everything for Dallas. It's most of everything for Philadelphia, but not completely. Uh, Jalen Hurts' passing ability is not up for debate. Okay, we, we don't need, that's not even a discussion. Don't do that. Risking Jalen Hurts is a debate and a discussion. Does Philly have to win? Not necessarily. Can you assume, and here's where I think you have to think this through, can you assume with either a win or a loss, the Eagles win out? I think it's a decent assumption. I think it's a good bet, in fact. Can you assume Dallas wins out? It's tough. I, th- I give it a maybe. I give it a maybe. I wouldn't bet on it because they've got, they've got to go to Buffalo. They've got to go to Miami. They've got Detroit. It's just it's a tougher road. But, yeah, I think it's a decent bet that if healthy, Philadelphia wins out. A Philadelphia win on Sunday shuts the door on the east and it closes out Dallas, and the rest is you're the number five seed, and that's it. It's over. You're in the playoffs. But you're not going to get, you're not going to win the division, and you're not going to get home field. If the Eagles beat the Cowboys in Dallas on Sunday, the playoffs then go through Philadelphia. How much does that mean to you? If he's 60, 70, 85%, I don't even know. I think it would help if the uh, talking heads would say it. If it's that important to you that you have to get the win on Sunday because you have to win the division because you have to get home field advantage, then you play him. You play them. I I can't imagine somebody going, hey, coach, let's try some other people. No. If you've decided that Sunday is must win, we know it's must win for Dallas. You know that. And it's mostly must win for Philadelphia. So you play them. A healthy Jalen Hurts and a fresh Eagles team wins out after Sunday. Okay, they do. Now, what happens is if you risk him, this is where I think there is some thoughtful discussion that you could have. The question is this. Are you risking the rest of the year this Sunday by playing Jalen Hurts? We have not heard that you are. Haven't heard that at all. But if that were on the table, if you were running the risk of this guy being, you know, missing out the rest of the year because of this Sunday, then it's a discussion maybe to sit him. Because you, with him healthy, you went out. No matter what happens on Sunday. Him not healthy, and you come back to the pack. You've seen, everyone now has seen what happens to teams when somebody gets hurt. You come straight back to the pack. So that, that, is, a, that is a decent discussion to have. If the answer is he, you're probably not risking him, if the answer is he's good to go and there's no greater risk, then he plays and you try to get the win and a two-game advantage, and then you rest him at other times during the year. That's the thought process. I don't know what in the heck Eddie Munster's talking about. I really don't. 
I don't know why he ended up where he did. But it's different for Dallas. That's what makes this Sunday so cool. I mean, Dallas hasn't mattered in a long time. Sitting around late in the year saying this is huge for Dallas hasn't happened in a long time. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun for a change. Remember, they're six inches away from beating Philadelphia earlier. And had that happened, this conversation is different. But Dallas, Dallas doesn't have to win. They're going to go to the playoffs, and they're going to win their first-round game. They win their first playoff game regardless of what happens on Sunday. But if they want to host, given they're the hottest team in football at home, then a win and home field advantage changes their Super Bowl odds by Sunday night at 10 p.m. Sunday night at 10 p.m., the conversations about Dallas are going to be completely different than they are right now, one way or another. You're either it's a buzz kill and you're the five seed or your quarterback is on his way to an MVP, which nobody saw coming, and you might very well host in the playoffs and you're the hottest team in the NFL at home. It's a big deal for Dallas. For Philly, yes, but there's life after Sunday. A lot of life. There's not life after Sunday if you take your quarterback out there and he were to get hurt if he's banged up already. So if we're doing the scale, right, on stupid hot takes... (laughs) If we have a scale, if we had like a buzzer, is it a crazy hot take um, or not too far off? I score this at about 45% completely nonsensical and idiotic. Um, The rest, I would say a percentage of it is not too far out of line. In other words, if he's hurt, you talk to him and you might have to sit him. That part does make some sense, but we don't know. First part of this is saying he can't pass and you need Marcus Mariota is just idiotic. That, that's, that's dumb. 10% is spot on, though. It is. And the 10% that's spot on is this. If you're running the risk of him getting hurt further, he doesn't play. That's spot on. You're going to win the rest of the way. You're going to the playoffs and you're in a great spot. You're not in a great spot. In fact, your season is over if he gets hurt. If you run the risk of him getting hurt, then you sit him. There. I think I fixed the whole thing. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Better be nice to that kid and shut up, smoker voice. Always talking over the kids. I don't know what's going on with that. How about this? What's the most expensive ticket in football, if you had to guess? It's not going to be where you think. I, I, don't, I, I didn't guess this. The most expensive, I guess you'd say, most expensive experience in football because apparently they throw in a hot dog. Okay. Do that many people eat? I, I know this is going to sound kind of weird, but I don't eat hot dogs. Do that many people eat hot dogs? Do you? <laughs> I just, it's been a while. So uh, is that really a thing? Is that, your really, is that really your go-to? I mean, I take my kids to uh, Q2 Stadium and they're, they're, hot dogs never come up. It's like uh, cotton candies all over the place. So there's the most expensive outing in football. The cheapest ticket in football. Now, that one might be where you think. 
And I don't know when that changes. Of course, you know, look, I hate to do this. Let me nerd out for a second. You do know that, uh, you do know what, you do know what decides price, correct? Please tell me you do. In fact, let's do the Jeff Ward quiz and I can then tell you to go away if you fail. Just go away. Go listen to, uh, what do we need to listen to? Taylor Swift, if you're not already. So if you sell out all of the tickets, what should happen to the price? Okay? If you say, I don't know, or it will go down, I need you to leave. There. Uh, all right, here we go. Which state of Texas NFL franchise was listed as the cheapest for sports fans to support? I, I assume this is just football. I would assume it's the Spurs overall. I assume. All right, so this is a ticket, concession, and beer price. All 32 NFL teams to determine which is the cheapest and which is the most expensive. The cheapest team to support. <sighs> Get this. A ticket, a beer, and a hot dog. Got it? A ticket, a beer, and a hot dog. What do you think that should cost? What would you guess? Brandon, take a guess what you would think that should cost, what is reasonable. A beer, a ticket, and a hot dog? Yeah, that's it. Those just those three things. No crack. For, for an NFL no sweaters, game? sweaters. Uh, an NFL game. I'd say like... Cheapest. 100 bucks? That would be the cheapest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're off by $250. Okay. Cheapest. I won't be going there. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I got to be honest. I find this hard to believe, and this is dumb. You know, I mean, I, I hate to call you names, but really? Okay, here you go. A ticket, a beer, and one hot dog. $379.14 is the cheapest, and that would be quite possibly your playoff-bound Houston Texans. Are you freaking kidding me? It's 400 bucks. How much? All right, I don't need hot dogs. I might even not have a beer. I'm going to assume the wine is not so great. How much is that, that hot dog? Golly. All right. So that's surely that changes. I mean, they're winning, you know. I mean, it's a, things have improved dramatically. All right. Take a guess at the most expensive. Take a guess at, at the most expensive ticket, hot dog, and beer. And how much that would be. Brandon, you're up again. I hate to do this to you, but here we go. $1,200. Okay. I've been to a lot of football games. Okay. Uh, almost. You're still on the low end. $1,318. Good Lord. And if I then say, guess the team, guess the team. Cowboys. That's what I think nine out of ten people mm. would say. If I told you they're terrible... Oh, man. Uh, put me on the spot For here. For $1,318, you can go see the Raiders. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice stadium. <laughs> Not that nice, man. Not that nice. Let no. me tell you something, everyone. Now, I go to Vegas far too often. You know what I'm not doing? I'm not going to a Raiders game. You know what I'm certainly not doing? I'm not paying 1400 bucks for a Raiders game. And it is a cool stadium. It is, and it's in a great, I guess a great location if you Uber or take a cab. Well, no, that's not true. It's right by the highway, too. But one, 1400 bucks. 
in Vegas. Now, I, I'm, I'm confused about that. I've always wondered, are those out-of-towners that are going to spend that kind of money? I mean, I, I don't go to Vegas to then go spend more money on something else like that. All right, so they're the most expensive ticket in the NFL. The Dallas Cowboys surprisingly come in fifth. Uh, let's see, a Cowboys game would be concessions, ticket, hot dog. That's uh, about 900 bucks. Jeez. That's not even counting parking. I've heard parking is 40 bucks or something like that. All right, so let's see. Third most expensive. I'm sorry, the Cowboys are third most expensive in the NFC. The Eagles at uh, Detroit is at $904.11, just ahead of the Cowboys. Wow. That's weird. In economies where you think there would be the least money being spent versus economies where the most money could be spent, Dallas and Houston, you have Detroit and Philadelphia. That's kind of sad in a way, isn't it? Areas where, you know where you probably shouldn't be spending a thousand bucks on football? Detroit. I'm just recommending that's not, I don't want to go Dave Ramsey on you here, but I think it's a pretty bad idea. Detroit's at $904.11, and Philadelphia. Have you seen that crowd? That's, that's two months' rent. $1,009.84 in Philadelphia. I will say this for the people of Philadelphia. Um, they often get thrown in jail, which would suck. For 1000 bucks to end up in jail. But they seem to milk it for all they can. I'll tell you that much. They're going to fight. They're going to cuss. They're going to hurt some people. They get, assuming they don't go to jail that day, they get the most out of their 1100 bucks. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Pass the ball to the Jeff Ward Show. On 102.7 ESPN. Now back to the Jeff Ward Show. All right, we call this by ourselves. We're not... Uh, we're not trading crypto. We're not flipping houses. It really is this simple. Five statements are made. You're either buying or selling. He is Cedric Golden. He is a famous writer for the Austin American States. He does a podcast as well. So you're either buying with us or selling with us, or we are all arguing. Two media legends, five topics, and a moment of jackassery. This is Buy or Sell. That's buy or freaking sell. All right, gentlemen, buy or sell number one. The MVP award is for Dak. Is Dak Prescott's to lose? Buy or sell? Well, I love me some Dak this year, but I'm selling. Um, it's a three-man race right now between him, Jalen Hurts, and Brock Purdy. Patrick Mahomes is falling off because he has no wide outs, and him and Taylor Swift's boyfriend aren't clicking like they used to. I think she messed up the groove. <laughs> so I'm believing the winner of Sunday's game will be in a two-man duel with Purdy. The quarterback on the best team in the league has to get some consideration. Now, Purdy ain't Purdy, but he sure gets the job done. It helps to have those wide outs, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Plus, you have an Empire State building in Trent Williams protecting your blind side at left tackle. Niners are the best team in football. He's more than a game manager. 
You may not be as flashy as the other two. So I think if Dak it's the Eagles this week, and I picking the Cowboys to win that game, I think it'll be between Dak and Brock Purdy. But for now, I'm selling. You know, you mentioned Taylor Swift. It makes me wonder right now, when is Taylor Swift going to have a child with Travis Kelsey? Can you bet on Is that a, like a futures bet somewhere? I'd like to know. I'd like to know that. Because I'm guessing Team Taylor Swift, that's worth probably half a billion dollars, is probably not keen on the idea of her taking a break. Just throwing it out there. I don't even know why it's coming to me right now, but I have no but idea. She's got, she's got money. She can take a break. Yeah. She can have a baby. And she's in her 30s. She's in her early 30s. She's got time. But she she just came out uh, this last couple of days and said that they were a couple long before she went to that first game. So they've been they've been together for a while now. So I mean, they may be working on something as we speak. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I I guess am I to the point now where I have to say I was wrong about those two because I was uh, shockingly cynical about them and thinking it was all a setup and it was uh, an arranged deal that everybody's benefiting from it. Are you now here to tell me? that as a romantic yourself, that this was all sincere and it's true love? As someone who's watched Steel Magnolias more than once, yes. Um, They love each other. They're kind of cute together. He's the big lug. He's the pop princess. He dresses like he's in in ninth grade. He he, he had that one where he looked like he was running a popsicle stand. (laughs) And, you know, and maybe... (laughs) works for him and maybe she picked it out all i know is when my wife picks out something for me to wear i just don't look in the mirror i just put it on and i head out all right let me address this yes i'm buying that the mvp is dak prescott's to lose um i i I buy that the question is does he lose it on sunday The answer will be yes if Dallas gets beat. I don't think Dallas will get beat. And if Dallas wins, it's because he's had a really good day again, finding CeeDee Lamb all over the place because apparently nobody in football can figure out how to cover the guy or even think enough to double cover the guy. So, yeah, I I buy that it's Dak Prescott's to to lose. Um, I agree that that means the default winner – whether Dak Prescott has a good day against Philadelphia or not, doesn't, he loses it. Has a bad day maybe in Buffalo in the snow or something like that. Somewhere along the way, it's his to lose. And so the question then is, who gets it after that? And it's that's going to be a two-man battle there. Because I actually think it's going to be Brock Purdy v. Christian McCaffrey. And I don't, know when oh, the last, I, don't, I don't know when the last time we had that was. Um, but I think that's where this ends up. If Dak Prescott, whenever... If, whenever he has a bad game and loses it, I think it then turns to McCaffrey v. Purdy. Yeah. The thing is, running backs don't win that award. Well, they used to. When we were growing up, when we were growing up, they won everything. You mean when they were valued? Yeah, when they mattered. When they mattered. You want to listen to the last, last, starting with last year, I'm going to work my way back till I get to a running back. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers again, Peyton Manning, and then in 2012, Adrian Peterson. You got to remember, didn't Derrick Henry run for over 2,000 yards and then get an MVP? So 
What makes you think that Christian McCaffrey is going to get an MVP if Derrick Henry can run for two bills and not get one? I'll tell you why. Because there's not a Brady, there's not a Rodgers, and Mahomes by Mahomes standards is having a bad year. That makes all the sense. Yeah, Brock Purdy is not quarterback. I'm mean, I'm not saying he's not a really really good player surrounded by a ton of really good players. He's not quarterback royalty. So I actually think this is a window in which a running back could win it. And it'll probably be the last time for the rest of our lives. And he's only got 23 touchdown passes right now. Yeah. Those are an MVP caliber right, number. Right. Okay. Buy or freaking sell. All right. College athletes will become full-time employees of schools within three years. Buy or sell. I would buy it if if, if I'm going to win the lottery within three years. But since I don't buy lottery tickets or scratch-offs anymore, I got to sell. They can't afford to pay these people. No. The only teams that can afford to pay athletes – or the or the football factories like, like Texas and USC and and Ohio State and Michigan. Those are the big time football factories. LSU. You're talking about paying all college athletes. That means paying the non revenue athletes as well. That's never going to happen. I think uh, Chuck Baker uh, bringing that up uh, that they should pay them all. I think I think he's like eight or nine years behind. The NIL and the transfer portal are running this thing. And uh, I think his idea on its surface is good for non-revenue athletes. But when did we start caring about non-revenue athletes? We don't talk about non-revenue athletes on this show, Jeff Ward. We don't. And so I I think that not going to happen. I think there are workmen's compensation issues. I think lawsuits are going to come be falling out of the trees. Kids going to want to transfer, but their agreement to work for, what, 30 grand a year is going to keep them from doing that. So this thing is dead before it even arrives. So I'm selling. Yeah, I'm selling, too. I mean, you can go in this order. Uh, workman's comp, employment agreements, concussions. Done. Over. Forget it. This is the fastest way to bankrupt college sports. It is impossible for 98% of them. This this industry keeps trying to figure out what it's going to do to compensate the athletes and has been, for some reason, incapable of figuring it out. And that is, Texas won't go for it, USC won't go for it, A&M won't go for it, but everyone else will. They should have revenue sharing just like the NFL does. They should have it dispersed just like the NFL does. They should have it predicated on TV contracts just like the NFL does. And I think one day down the road when enough of the programs get mad at Texas and USC for handing out all the cash like it's candy, I I think they'll actually get to that point. But the short-term answer, even long-term answer, is, is you know this came up when I was playing several times, and even then it was you know kicked to the curb, and we were just getting money under the table. Um, but this would bankrupt every mid-level program you could think. It would bankrupt non-mid-level program. You can say goodbye to Baylor football if you made two hundred athletes full-time employees. The only buddy, only group that would be making money then would be lawyers. Because they're gonna they're gonna have a neck brace waiting for the first athlete that gets hurt. 
<laughs> that industry would be sued. I think it's going to end up getting sued anyway, but it would be sued out of existence if you made them employees. They're not even students. Man, you, They're not even students. So how can you make them employees? Man, you're going to be on the way to a football game and you're going to go, wee, 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 wee. <laughs> oh, man, was there a wreck? No, that's a lawyer. That's a lawyer, right. Lines. He's on his way to the game. There's going to be more. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, there's going to be more lawyers standing around on the track waiting than there will be uh, fans. So, no, I'm with you. It's uh, I don't know what this the NCAA was trying to do by suggesting paying everyone thirty grand. Um, I, I don't know how somebody didn't say thirty grand from where, boss. Um, so this, I just don't see this going anywhere anytime soon. There are football players at Texas that don't even get on the field making fifty. Oh. So no, won't happen. Yep. Buy or freaking sell. Shaka Smart and Marquette put a whooping on Texas last night, proving Texas got it wrong by letting him go. Buy or sell. I sell because Texas lost to Abilene Christian. So, uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? They lost to Abilene Christian, and that let me know that it was over for Shaka Smart. You're not judged by winning the Big 12 tournament. And they got hot at the right time, and it was during COVID, and something happened with Kansas in that tournament that they weren't able to, to get there. So, no, they didn't get it wrong. Uh, Shaka Smart did leave with a year left on his contract, and he left because Marquette said, hey, do you want $20 million over six years? And he goes, they want me. I will take that money over Texas firing me after I fulfill my contract. So they did not get it wrong. Now, is Rodney Terry the answer? The last night was not a feather in his hat or his cap, but I think he is a good coach who needs to prove that he can recruit his own players and still win at a high level. I think once they get Dylan DeSue back, we'll, we'll know more about Texas. Congrats to Shaka. He's got Marquette ranked in the top 10. They're 7-2. and two. He's back running his kind of havoc uh, defensive attack that I wish he had run here. Uh, and uh, sometimes a fit is not a good fit, and he just didn't work out here. He's in a place, he's a Midwest guy, and he's in a place where he can thrive. So as far as him having maybe having stayed here and getting it right, I have my doubts, so I'll sell. Yeah, I'm selling too, and it's weird that, first of all, i got to say this about the guy. I've never seen anyone look as young as that guy. He's 45, I think. He looks like he's 25. He needs to be on. Uh, he needs an infomercial on skin cream or something. That guy doesn't age. It's incredible. I guess that's what being rich does for you. You know, they, they, yeah. It's you can win at Marquette, but you can't win at all. He was a f- absolute flame out in the NCAA tournament, which is what you get paid for. Texas floated him. Didn't Texas float him twenty million up front? It was a crazy deal. They floated him some some fat coin yeah. for a guy who never won a tournament. Yeah, game. exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, I, d- I think that Texas w- was fairly patient with him. I just, it's, it's remarkable to me that you can go to Marquette, a small Catholic school in Milwaukee, with, um, you know, a, a tenth of the money, a hundredth of the money that Texas has, and all of a sudden you own them and you, um, you're a real threat in the NCAAs. I just, I don't get it. But I think people have to also realize. Texas' next hire looked like the right hire. They got a hot coach 
who took them to the top five really quickly until he had some serious issues and they had to whack him midseason, and that's Chris Beard. It looked like it was all going to work for Texas. It was, and he, you know, that was a very expensive pair of readers' glasses that she apparently threw yeah. across the room. Yep. Uh, I've never paid, I've paid like eight bucks for some readers. I've never <laughs> paid 30 million for some readers. And, you know, those that, that's that's a decision that, that he will rule for the rest of his days. Because for all of you out there who have arguments with your wives, and I'm no different, it's okay to leave and still be a man. Get out of there. You know what, though? Um, so, I, I mean, it, at the time when they got Chris Beard, it looked like it was a much be- It was looked like an upgrade, I, I think. Now, of course, it, it all went horribly wrong for Beard and Texas. But I'll, I'll say this. I don't think he would have stayed at Texas. And I don't think he's going to stay at Ole Miss because one day he's going to be at a Blue Blood coaching pro- program, I think. I think well, you. I think his I, final destination. I, I don't think so. I mean, no matter what his baggage was here in Austin, I don't think it. I mean, somebody hired him anyway within a month, so I don't think it's going to haunt him. And I think had he been at Texas and taken them to do great things, which I think he would have. The guy's just apparently that good. I think he would have bolted in next big blue blood program that opens up. I think it's his. Yeah, wherever he goes, they're going to have to deal with the jumpsuit photos in the crowd. I know. You'll never get rid of that image of him in the orange. But, but you don't. That you don't really. You don't really. You don't really think if he takes Ole Miss from nowhere to something, just like he did at Tech, like he was starting to do at Texas, he does that. You don't. Do you think a fill in the blank elite program is going to think twice about hiring him because of what happened here? They'll take that hit and they'll hire him without even thinking about it. Yeah, as long as he stays clean while he's at Ole Miss, yeah. he's not. Right, he's he's gonna be in a blue blood program. Absolutely. Yeah. Buy or freaking sell. The winner of the Cowboys Eagles game will be the NFC champions. Buy or sell. There's some crack. There's some crack right there, man. That is, <laughs> man. That is that is straight off the east side. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I gotta sell it, man. I, Do it. It, it, it's enticing. It. It's enticing. Say I gotta sell. I gotta sell. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hand it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put down that rock. Um, <sighs> I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm like Ike Turner. What's love got to do with it? I got to get off this narcotic. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say sell because the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in football, and they sh- they let it get away from them last year. It's not gonna happen again. Purdy was hurt last year, and they're running Wildcat in an NFC championship game or what have you. And so they're back healthy. They're clearly the best team. And they've already beaten the dog crap out of Dallas and Philly, and they will do so again because they will get the home field advantage, and they will be the better team. They're going to win the Super Bowl, Jeff, and that's just how it is. I I would love if there if there were no conferences – I think San Francisco would be playing Dallas or Philly in the Super Bowl this year. But as it's constructed, one of these NFC teams will stand above the other two, and it's the 49ers. I really like what Dallas is doing. But Meathead McCarthy is going to mess it up some kind of way when it matters most. And I, despite their great play over the last month, uh, they're facing a gauntlet coming up uh, with Philly, with Buffalo, with Miami, with Detroit. Those are some tough games in December. 
I don't think they're going to be able to circumvent a wild card because um, I expect them to be the wild card still, a wild card spot to to win the NFC. Not going to happen. I'm selling. So this is what happens. Yeah, I'm putting the pipe up to my lips right now. Um, and I don't oh, know. Oh man, don't yeah, go, yeah. don't go, Pookie from New Jersey. No, no, no. Don't be uh, it's, it's coming don't close to my guy. face. I don't know. I don't know exactly. Yeah. The light up crack or you know, like what do you do with it? But it's getting why close you, to my. Why are you? Why are you pretending you don't know, Jeff? Why are you pretending? <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy only because I'm on crack. And I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment of one game of San Francisco when they're completely healthy and dialed in, which they were, playing a team which is dead tired, which Philadelphia was. And I'm not going to gloss over. This is why I'm buying. I'm not going to gloss over last year, Dallas v. San Francisco. Everyone acts as if Dallas was completely run out of the stadium. Now, Dallas goes into San Francisco, and I believe the first swing of his leg, Brett Maher was pulling it into the ocean again, right? Or they're in Santa Clara. So, <laughs> That's true. I mean, That's right? True. So they're in Santa Clara, so he kicked it in the woods or something. But And Dallas got beat in San Francisco. This is a... This is a sketchy Dallas team with a lot of fear, a lot of issues. They, they just weren't together. They got beat 19-11. That's it. <laughs> they got beat 19-11. to I know they got rolled by San Francisco out there. Yes. When San Francisco is right and San Francisco is focused and San Francisco is completely healthy, they can kick your face in. But I don't know the reason why I got the crack pipe up here. Dallas is healthy. Dallas is dialed in. Dallas is everything they're doing has turned gold. They got a kicker that is not going to miss. They got a D, even when they you lose your best corner, their secondary is as good as anybody in the game right now. They got the second or third best pass rusher, their quarterback and wide receiver on fire. Um, so I'm not going to dismiss the three weeks that San Francisco had when they had some guys banged up and they're losing, and we're all talking about what happened to them, what happened to them. So yeah, and. There may be a day that Dallas or Philadelphia draw San Francisco and they get that San Francisco team that's completely healthy like the other day, but I don't know that that's a safe bet because I think if they're banged up at all, they come back to the pack. So I I could see Dallas winning on Sunday. I I might even see Dallas running the table. And if they're that hot and that healthy... I I got the pipe, man. I it's it's right there. It's like um, it is, it is attached to my face. I've got that Cowboys crack pipe going on. So I, I'm I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy. I I don't. As weird as it is, I don't know that I completely trust San Francisco all the way in yet. You're not only buying. You're not only smoking that crack. You're chasing that next high over the, the rest of December. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that is true addiction, yeah, my friend. Uh, that, no. is, that is great. Good luck with those 12 steps. Yeah, I, no, no. I've got, I, I got I no like steps. What, I love right. what you're putting down. I love what you're putting down here. I just I just don't believe it. Yeah. Can you, like, I mean, I'm shooting up and I'm doing crack. Like, I got everything. Yeah. It's going wow. in. Yeah. Wow. It's all going into my body. Buy or freaking sell. (laughs) Okay, final buy or sell. The Texans win the AFC South. Buy or sell. Man, I can't believe here we are on D-Day in 2023 asking this question. 
when none of us believed the Texans would win four games this year. I'm buying. Oh, good. I'm God. buying because D'Amico <laughs> Ryan is is going to be the head coach of the year in the league. I'm buying because Trevor Lawrence is ankle out and may not play again for two or three weeks. I'm buying because Christian Kirk tore his groin, his core muscle on a catch that looked otherwise routine. They are peaking at the right moment. I think the Indianapolis Colts are for real. They're healthy and they have a plan. I can't I just can't get down with a guy named Gardner Minshew winning a division. So I think the Houston Texans in their current incarnation, healthy with the with the runaway choice for rookie of the year at quarterback and CJ Stroud, a great receiving core, even though Tank Dell is down for the count and a wonderful defense that's spearheaded by D'Amico Ryan. I think they're going to be 10-7, and seven, and I think that's going to be good enough to win the AFC South. I'm buying. Wow. It's a great story. It's pretty remarkable. It's um, This is why we should tell people never bet, young people. Don't gamble. Don't bet. This is why. One of the many reasons why, but this is a perfect example. I'm going to sell... And I'm going to sell because they're going to come close. They are. Because everything you just said is right. Um, Problem is, the math is against them. They already lost to the Colts. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I can't even believe we're talking about the Colts. I don't know which is more out there, talking about the Colts or the Texans. And if D'Amico Ryans isn't the coach of the year, that dude Steichen or whatever the heck his name is coaching the Colts is coach of the year. Um, it's one of the two. Yeah. it's uh, And so they've got a game on the Texans, because if I'm not mistaken, they went into Houston and owned them in Houston. The Texans mm-hmm. are already against it, against the against Jacksonville, even though I agree. I mean, I don't know what happens down the stretch with Trevor Lawrence. I think they'll, I think they'll make a run at it. I just think the math is, is against them there, so... If I was crazy enough to do crack on Dallas, I can't. I can't do the crack on uh, on the Texans winning the South. I just can't. I'm selling. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good division race. It's a bad division. Yeah. Uh, but if, if Trevor Lawrence somehow is able to play these next couple of games, and it's a high ankle sprain, and we've all had those, you just you, it depends on the person when you come back. If he's able to play. I still think the Jaguars win the division, but yeah. man, it just looks like he might be out for a while. You know what? I wonder. I wonder. I look ahead. I wonder if we're are, are we talking this division like we would talk about uh, the West or the NFC East now? I mean, we are we looking at because I actually think C.J. Stroud v. Trevor Lawrence and these two franchises that really have always sucked. They don't know what they're doing. They get everything wrong. I'm wondering if two or three years from now, they are. we're not talking about them as being two of the best teams in football. I, I love that because what you, what you have to look at in the NFL is you're only as good as your quarterback. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is down, and so are the Chiefs. Uh, the Patriots don't have a quarterback now. Look at them. But these are two of the youngest elite young quarterbacks in the league. These are young rosters. And these are hungry organizations that never won anything. I think in three years that they they will be a a couple of perennial playoff contenders. Now to 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 kind of to piggyback on a prior buy or sell, I don't believe them to be a great quarterback rivalry because those those organizations are in box office. 
But as far as a nice divisional rivalry, I'm all in on Texans and Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm even, I'll go as far as to say that I think um, I, I, it's not it's not going to be Mahomes Burrow, but I think it's going to be a close second. I, I actually think three years from now we're talking about two of the rock stars in football. We're already talking. I mean, they already are. I mean, C.J. Stroud is already there. If he doesn't win unanimous, I don't even know who could vote for anyone else. Rookie of the year. I, I, I mean, I don't even know how you can do it. I can't it. name another one. No. Is there <laughs> another one? Bijan Bijan Robinson's been nice, but he ain't. No, he's no, not no, blowing no. the world up. No. I mean, I, I don't know when the la- I don't know when the last completely. Un- I mean, unanimous. N- not, no other name even mentioned. I don't know when the last time that happened, but that should happen this year. There is no. There is no argument for anyone else. Completely agree. Yeah. All right, man. Good stuff. Good talking to you, Sad. Later, brother. This is Buy or Sell.